Week two is here. The NFL is back today. I will give you my four favorite picks for this upcoming Sunday slate, and we will talk about three other leans that I did consider this weekend, as well as our Survivor League pick, if you're into that. Now, last week in this video, we had Steelers plus six and a half, Browns plus two and a half, both getting the outright victory. We finished overall three and two on spreads and over-unders in week one. Player props stumbled a little bit through week one, but we did cash a Mike Evans first touchdown score at plus 700 and a Nick Chubb 100 plus rushing yards. But week one wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. Week two will be even better if you're new. Hit that subscribe button. And if you want to do me an extra favor, hit that like button too. Can we hit a thousand likes? You guys crushed it last episode. We got 20,000 views. Let's do even better. Now I have two final words and notes for this video. Number one, if you want to sign up for Underdog Fantasy and you're into placing some player props, parlays underdog is the place to do it and if you sign up using code cos or the link in the description get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred bucks it's another way to support the channel if you want to sign up using i'll be doing a bunch of different uh, underdog parlays as the weekend approaches so definitely sign up using code cos or the link in the description number two if you're interested in signing up for any of the big major sports books like the fan duels DraftKings, caesars BetMGM's of the world go check out our link in the description dimers.com cos it has a bunch of different risk-free bets deposit matches you name it take advantage of those sign up links they're all down below in the description go check it out without further ado one of my favorite spread picks of the week in the first pick of the video taking the cardinals plus the six now this is currently minus 110 on DraftKings, and i'll be putting one unit on all these bets that i talk about in this video and and the good news for the cardinals it is not double xp weekend in call of duty so kyler murray should be focused but all joking aside let's talk about this because the cardinals and primarily their defense Looked out of place in week one against the Chiefs and absolutely spanked 44 to 21. And, and if you watch the Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury at home, shouldn't really have come a much, as much of a surprise as since 2019 when Kingsbury took over. Cardinals 9 and 16 against the spread at home, fifth worst in the NFL. Think about it on the road where they find themselves on Sunday. Cardinals 17, 7 and 2 against the spread on the road. And that improves the 13, 4 and 2 against the spread as an away underdog to what they find themselves today against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Raiders also didn't look great in week one. They lost 24 to 19 to the Chargers. And sure, Devontae Adams had a great day, but Devontae Adams are 17 targets. Almost half the targets that almost half the passes that Derek Carr threw went Devontae Adams' ways. And that's not a recipe for success. The Raiders also love playing in close games. So the fact that you're giving me six points here for the Cardinals looted by six or less, sign me up. Six of the Raiders' 10 wins last season came by four or less points. This is a team that loves playing in close games. I think that's what we get on Sunday. Neither of these teams wants to obviously start the season 0-2. We know all the metrics for you know teams that start 0-2 to not make the playoffs. So I think both teams will come out, play pretty hard, and I think this is a field goal game. Give me plus six for our Cardinals. I think a little bit of an overreaction to this line. I think the Cardinals are a better team than that, especially on the road where I trust them a little bit more than at home for whatever reason. I like the Cardinals plus six. Now let's move to the second pick. And before I get into it, let me know your favorite pick down below in the comments. I'm curious what you guys are riding with. But this one I know will not get a lot of uh, positive uh, feedback in the comments because I'll be taking the Patriots money line versus the Steelers minus 115 on points bet considered laying the spread it is minus one and a half at the moment as I record this but I'd rather just take the money line in case the line does change maybe you get better value than myself now let's talk about these two teams in week one the Steelers came out with a resounding win and on the road in Cincinnati bravo because we took the Steelers plus the six and a half and now I got to fade them in week two in week one the Patriots on the other side looked bad they lost 20 to 7 to the Dolphins the offense wasn't really doing too well and the defense looked all right but let's talk about the Patriots first though in week one the offense didn't look good. I mean, they had three turnovers, only nine carries for Damian Harris, and eight for Ramondre Stevenson. They could never get the ground game going. And Mac Jones looked all right. 
Patriots will look to establish the run in week two. They need to have one of these guys getting 10, 15 carries, running the ball. That's what this team is built on. And the defense did look pretty decent. I mean, they gave up that fourth and seven conversion that led to a Jalen Waddle touchdown. But besides that, the Dolphins only scored three points in the second half and they limited them to 2.8 yards per carry. The Patriots did the same exact kind of thing in week one of last year. They lost to the Dolphins and they went on the road in week two against the New York Jets and won 25 to six. And while, you know, it's the New York Jets, they still did get the win in, in complete dominant fashion. The Steelers are coming off an emotional win in week one. Obviously, they took down their division rival Bengals, a team that a lot of people didn't think they had a chance to compete with. And that was a game they forced five turnovers, seven sacks, yet they had to win in overtime on a field goal, required a blocked extra point, required a couple missed field goals from Evan McPherson, and they still barely got the job done. And you look at the odds makers, they're not thinking they can force five turnovers every single game, hence why the Patriots are favored on the road on Sunday. Now, TJ Watt is out for this game, and while it does look like he will be returning this season, which is good news for Steelers fans, still going to be out for this game, and he's their number one player on defense. Now, Najee Harris appears to be back. He looked—he was banged up, met left in the fourth quarter of that week one showdown against the Bengals, but appears he should be back. But Mitch Trubisky struggled week one, five yards per attempt, and their leading rusher was Chase Claypool, 36 yards. That's not really going to get it done. The Patriots have won five of their last six versus the Steelers, and while those all were with Tom Brady, now you have to think the Steelers also had Big Ben Roethlisberger. So I expect this to be a lower scoring game. That's what it shows from the over-under, and I think the Patriots pull this out. I think they have the better offensive line, the better run game, and I think they win the trenches in this battle without TJ Watt on the other side of the field. So I like the New England Patriots. As much as it hurts me to pick them, I really like them in the money line this week, and I think they get it done. Now let's move to my third pick, and it's going to be an interesting one because I know this one will get some slack because we faded the Bengals in week one and were successful. So going back to the well, we're fading them in week two. And I'm taking the Cowboys plus eight and a half versus the Bengals minus 107 on points bet. Now, I expect the most amount of feedback on, and especially negative to come on this pick because everyone loves the Bengals and I am a fan of the Bengals. I think this is a really good team, but give me eight and a half points to the Cowboys. I have to take it and you'll have to hear, understand why. Let's get it out of the way. Dak Prescott is out for this game and out for, I don't know, four, eight weeks. Who knows what Jerry Jones wants to do. He's going to be out for this showdown. And while if you were to bet the Cowboys, let's say you bet them early, you bet a week two line, the Cowboys opened its two and a half point favorites in this game. And the line has changed 11 points. The fact that we're getting Cowboys plus eight and a half, I don't think Dak Prescott is worth 11 points in my opinion. Prescott and the Cowboys couldn't have looked worse in week one as they lost 19 to three to the Buccaneers. Prescott failed to complete 50% of his pass they were three for 15 on third round so i think they have there's only way to go is up and enter cooper rush the backup qb and rush made a spot start in week eight last year against the vikings they were on the road sunday night football everyone was betting on the vikings and what they do they came out and won underdogs and they relied on the run it was 20 to 16 and they got it done the cowboys actually have won four of the last five games that prescott has missed and if the line were sitting at four in this one i probably would just avoid it but the fact that we're getting eight and a half look i gotta sign me up sign me up for it the Bengals' offensive line Despite investing a lot of money, they didn't look good at all last week. TJ Watt was all over the field. I expect Micah Parsons to be doing the same thing on Sunday. Dallas also 4-1 against the spread last season after a loss, which was tied up near the top of the league. And Coach Mike McCarthy, you're on the hot seat, buddy. You need some wins over this next five to six weeks without Dak Prescott or else he could be without a job this offseason. So I think the Cowboys can keep this game competitive. I mean, if you were to go and type in Bengals versus Cowboys best bets or spread picks on Google, Every single person is betting the Bengals minus the points. I don't think it's that easy. I understand the Bengals are going to have motivation to come out here and not start 0-2 to get a win. And they can certainly get a win here. The fact that you're giving me over a touchdown here, I mean, 50% of games since 2000 have finished 
within eight or less points. So we're getting the statistics on our side. I really think the Cowboys have seen on social media, all the naysayers, see the people posting, Cowboys eliminated from playoff contention after week one. Heck, people are even posting it before week one. I think they come out here, try to provide a statement. I don't think they necessarily win, but they're at home. They got to show a little bit of life. And I think the Cowboys can get it done with Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard running and holding the trenches. I think they can do it. Cowboys plus eight and a half. I really like it. I think they'll get that done. And my fourth and final play will be a team total. We're tackling an over-under, and we're going with the Broncos. I'm taking their team total over 27 and a half points, minus 110 on FanDuel. Like I said, putting one unit on this. Now, I do see a couple of books at 28 and a half. Obviously, you know, in football, four touchdowns leads to 28 points. So if you want to go with that 28 and a half, I hope it's a no sweat bet and they can get us easily 30 plus. Now, the Broncos just played on Monday Night Football and, you know, we had a video separate for Monday Night Football and I said not to bet the Broncos, but a lot of people went out there and did it and they scored 16 points and they obviously lost outright. Now, they had two fumbles on the one yard line. How sustainable is that to keep fumbling on the one? I don't really know. It felt almost scripted by the odds makers that, you know, they would fumble twice in Seattle. But assuming they punch those in, that's 30 points easily to hit this over. And the Broncos were able to move the ball up and down the field. Russell Wilson, 340 yards passing, 103 yards rushing with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And this week, they get to play the Texans. Now, the Texans in week one, congrats. You got a tie. And while they are like nine and a half point favorites, I do think they can come out here and get the win. And the Texans defense didn't look great. 517 yards of offense allowed in that overtime game against the Colts. And the Colts only scored 20 points. They only scored three points through the first three quarters. Managed to rattle off 17 in the third. And Davis Mills last year struggled on the road. And they're on the road in Mile High Stadium. And he had four touchdowns and nine interceptions in six road games last year. So this Broncos defense, we know their defensive line led by Bradley Chubb, who had, I believe, two sacks on Monday, can get to the quarterback and force maybe a fumble, maybe force some interceptions. The defense is good. It can lead to some short fields for Russell Wilson in the offense. I think the Broncos are fully capable of getting 28 points on Sunday. So I really like this. The weather's in our favor. So it should be an eight high 80s, favorable weather. I really like it. All aboard. Broncos team total over 27 and a half points as my fourth favorite pick of this weekend. Now, of course, we're segueing into some leans. For people that are curious, what makes a difference from a lean and what we just talked about those four pre previous picks? A lean's I have confidence in, but I don't really want to force too many bets. It's week two. We still got, what, 16 more weeks plus the playoffs to bet on the NFL. So leans are plays that I did consider, but there's maybe something that's holding me back from betting on them. But we'll start with the first one, the 49ers minus nine. Now, this is a weird line to put out for a 49ers team that just was in a monsoon in Chicago. And while I really don't want to take a lot of grant, you know, I don't want to look too far into that game. Trey Lance didn't look great. The offense didn't look great. I do think that you look at this line, it's it's like a you know a line that's going to try to bait people into taking the Seahawks, but it also could bait people into thinking, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be a you know a sharp and bet the 49ers, which is why I don't really want to touch this line. 49ers have lost four straight versus the Seahawks. They're going to be down Elijah Mitchell, their star star running back. They're going to be relying on Jeff Wilson Jr. They just signed, or they had to work out for a bunch of guys. So I imagine they signed another backup running back. But George Kittle also missed week one. I don't like seeing that. I expect him back week two, but you don't like a guy already missing the first week of the season. And Trey Lance will have better days ahead of him besides a week one and that struggle bus against Chicago when they did lose outright in the pouring rain. I think they'll be better. I don't really want to lay nine points with the 49ers despite them being at home. Geno Smith looked good. I think that will rely on Rashad Penny and whatnot. So I'm just going to stay off that game. But if you wanted my uh, lean, it would be the 49ers minus nine. Now let's talk about another guy, another lean, like the Jaguars plus the four and a half. Now the Colts are returning to the scene of the crime from last season when all they needed was a victory in Jacksonville in week 18 to make the playoffs and when you know, they didn't get it done. And that would actually now be seven. Yes, count them up. Not one, not two, not three. Seven straight losses. 
by the Colts in Jacksonville. I don't know what exactly is going on in that place, what they have his number. Maybe they got something on Jim Irsay. I don't really know. But the Colts are a better team than the Jaguars at the end of the day. Their record will be better than the Jags. And although the Jags did look good in week one, they're going to be a worse team than the Colts. But overall, it does take a lot of you know changes. I mean, the Colts have a new head coach. They also have a new quarterback in Matt Ryan. So I don't expect them to magically be better in week two. You saw them struggle against the Texans, obviously ending in a tie. And I think the Jags showed signs of life. You know, they had Trevor Lawrence. He looked decent. Their defense was all right. It gave up some points to the commanders. But I think this game, I mean, the line is, if, the line, if they thought the Colts would come out here to spank them, I think the line would be seven and a half. The fact we're only getting four and a half for the Jags. Maybe they lose by a field goal. Maybe they keep this game close. I do think the Colts can pull it out in the end. But look, they haven't won seven straight games in Jacksonville. Who's this? Who's to think they're going to lose eight straight? I don't really know. So I, I do like the Jags plus those four and a half points. I'm kind of leaning towards that. But let's talk about a Survivor League pick. Those are my two leans. Here's a Survivor League pick. I really like the Los Angeles Rams. So if people don't know what a Survivor League is, it's where you pick one winner each week and you advance to the next week. So if you were in a Survivor League week, week one, if you made it to week two, congrats, because a lot of people struggled last week. But I really do think the Rams come out here and get it done. A lot of teams, I don't know when the last te- time a team started 0-2 after winning the Super Bowl. I think it hasn't been done this century. And they're taking on, obviously, the Falcons. The Falcons looked good in week one, but now they're going back on the road. I don't really think they're going to get it done. Sean McVay and, the com- and company have to get that defense right, and I think they will. They'll be able to stifle Marcus Mariota and company and get that win that they desperately need. You can't go down 0-2, especially not to a Falcons team. What, the 10.5-point favorites here? I think the Rams are the safest pick for that week two. Survivor League. Go for it. I think that's a pretty safe one. And that is who I will take for week two of the Survivor League. Now, we'll maybe do this for the rest of the season, kind of see how far we can get. Obviously, we're through week one, although I didn't give a pick last weekend, but would have been the Ravens. But let's get into uh, week two, maybe go to week three, see how far we can go. Maybe next year we do a Survivor League for the whole call in our shock community. That sounds pretty fun. But that's going to end it. Just a reminder. Sign up for Underdog Fantasy using code COS or the link in the description to get a 100% deposit match. We would appreciate it if you do that. You'll see a bunch of underdog parlays on our social medias that we'll be posting. Also, if you want to check out my Chargers Chiefs best bets, that'll be live. Wednesday night could already be live, depending on when you're watching this. Maybe it's not even applicable. Maybe the game has already happened. Um, also, college football, week three best bets is already live on the channel. Link on the ch- uh, It's up, or you can click the link on the screen. And number three, parlays and player props will be live Friday. We might even have a Saturday video edition for more parlays and player props for the Sunday slate of the NFL. Appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for 37,000 subscribers. Let's get to 38, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.